Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Funky Monkey MMA. Listening to Funky Monkey MMA. Welcome back to another edition of Funky Monkey MMA. I am Kane Miller, and with me we have Dave Madden and Joel Rojas. Our guest today is a finalist on the Ultimate Fighter 23, where she where she competed in the strawweight division. Please help me welcome Amanda Cooper. Amanda, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Now we last saw you compete in July at the Tough 23 finale. Uh, what have you been doing since then? Have you been training? Have you been taking time off? Uh, anything like that? Uh, no, I took a, I took a week off. I had a planned vacation, so I needed to catch up on some. You know, when I when I'm in training camp, I kind of a little bit of my priority slack. I don't get to see my family as much, my friends. So I usually take like the first week or two just to catch up on the priorities. You know, I'm still training, just not as hard as I. You know. Uh, those two weeks that I'm taking off is, is kind of just uh, train here and there, but it's not nothing that I have to, you know, make sure I'm there. I'm just catching up on my the things that I let slip before, go see my family, go see my friends. Uh, but no, I'm still I'm still in training. I'm actually just at the gym right now. Uh, still still training. Got to get better, you know. So uh, there's no time to there's no time to break. Yeah, definitely. I, I guess and talking about you know, talking about your gym, I I guess uh, are you still out of Scorpion Fighting System? Yes. Yeah, you know, I just I I, I don't know uh, many fighters out of there, and I just wondered if you could speak about the gym and just um, what do you guys have there, and how's it helping you, and just kind of given given some uh, background on it. Yeah, for sure. Um, my uh, yeah, I train a Scorpion Fighting System, and also known as Team SFS. Um, it's a gym I started with um, in the beginning of my career, and I hope to have to the to, to the very end. Um, this this gym that I have is it's got amazing coaches by the way. It's got um multiple world time jiu jitsu champions uh, I'm I'm training with. I got great striking coaches, I got great teammates. Um we've put together um in just the five years that it's been open a huge, a crazy amount of talent in, in the gym. We've got uh, twenty pros, twenty women, uh tons of amateurs, tons of you know, tons of kids. We work with a court program, we work with abused women. We've got a really good program here like uh, it's just a big family for us. It's, it's what makes MMA fun for me. If I if I didn't have my team here, if I didn't have my family, um, if I didn't have my coaching staff, you know, I, I don't think MMA would be as fun for me. And I don't know if I would pursue pursue the career. Um, fighting's hard, you know. I'm mean, it's it's a, it's a mental mental struggle, you know, winning, losing injuries, bumps, bruises. Um, it's something that not everyone can go through, and I, I honestly don't believe that I could go through it if I didn't have this team that I have specifically. And you yeah, also so. had the dorms, right? That's something that was that was something new to the gym, correct? Yeah, we just uh, we moved in March to this to a huge location. Uh, we got full size cage, full size ring. We got tons of mats, tons of bags, tons of um, you know kitchen. We got showers. We got this a huge academy that we just opened up, and it's been going really well. Like people are tr- coming from all over the state. Um, I've had people. I bring people in, you know, to train with me. I, I bring different women in. I bring different coaches in. Um, if I need, I have that luxury. I can bring. But now. Um, we have a dorm room set up so fighters can come in. 
Um, I've had a lot of people ask me if they can come in, if they can train, and usually I just have them stay at my house because I, I have four bedrooms and a basement that's, that has these people. So usually I just, you know, stay stay in my house. I don't care. But um, it gets pretty busy. So I um, we got these dorm rooms set up now so people can come in and uh, train train here, you know, pay a small price for the week and get get the training in, get the, the right. We have a ton of people, especially women. We have tons of women. So it's it's good for other women to come in, other men, whatever they need. Now you turn pro at the age of 19. Is that's I mean that's from the beginning of your career. But you also had a boxing career. You you were boxing since the age of 12. You're a two-time Golden Glove champ, and you had about 20 Emmy fights, if I'm not mistaken. I think 20 or 21. I could be off from one or two. But um, as even before your MMA career, you had 11 Emmy fights. So you have you have a lot of experience. A lot of people actually. Don't realize. I mean, you have great hands too, but you, you can tell that you're definitely your 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 strong point is definitely your hands. You got great striking, so I'm assuming that all that is coming into fruition, and this is going to continue getting better and evolving and within that system, that that gym, being that it's so tight knit. Right. Yeah. That's that's exactly how it is. You know, I want to help my teammates, so they want to help me, and and it's just like you know, no one's stepping on anyone to get up on the top. You know, everyone's everyone's picking everyone up to get there with them. And that's what I love about this academy. I've I've been fighting since I was I had my first boxing fight at age 11. So I've been to tons of different gyms. I've been all around the world. Like I've been everywhere, and I've never seen been around felt this way that I do with my team. Uh, like I said, like I see a lot of gyms like they'll step on whoever they have to do to get to the top, and and um, I'm not someone to do that, and I don't want someone doing that to me. So I finally found a a, a team, an academy, a camaraderie of people that come together and help each other every single day. Like man, you help me because I help you, and, and that's just the way it is. Um, we don't have, like, well, it's my fight camp, so I'm only coming for the five weeks that I have my fight camp. It's like I'm in my fight camp, but then when I'm not in my fight camp, I'm helping my people because in return they're going to help me in my fight camp. So i got to help my people so they help me and, and vice versa, you know. Um, it's I have a ton of experience and, uh, you know, definitely been fighting a while. I've been to a lot of gyms, and this is my this is by far, like, it's my, it's my life right here. This is my family. Oh, I, I just think it's terrific how positive you sound. And uh, I was wondering when Joel touched on your, your tear as an amateur, I mean, you go on, like like we, he said, like this tear of win, 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 win. I mean, how do you push that mindset then after coming off of two losses? Granted, they are the two very tough, tough women. But, I mean, how do you then push that mindset to get back to that positive place? It sounds like you are already. Oh, absolutely. You know, I never ex- – I never um... – I'm. I do feel like since I've I've been my you know my team my family my um my coaches especially will tell me that they when they met me they knew I would become something great they knew like I had it in me not everyone has it and they knew that that was just part of that and um I you know I'm like oh maybe that maybe it's hard work maybe it is destined destiny whatever it is maybe it's 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 definitely a um collection of all but I am very positive I I don't expect. Um, maybe it's bad of me. Maybe it's, it's, I do have a, lot, a ton of confidence. Every fight I've been in, I've had a lot of confidence. Um, I, I believe in myself. I believe in my team. I believe in my coaches. I believe in every single thing I do. I've, every day waking up to the end of the day, I believe in what I'm doing. Um, but on, on the other end, I know that there's ups and downs. I know MMA isn't, um, an MMA fight isn't always going to go the way you want it. Nine times out of ten, the better person doesn't win. There's, there's knockouts. There's submissions. There's, you get caught, like, I'm, no, I'm very intelligent. I know that this is how things, I've, I've seen people that I thought were going to dominate 100%, and I've seen them get knocked out in 12 seconds. I've seen, I, we've all seen the UFC. We all know, look at all the champions that have lost lately. Like, things happen. I know this going into a fight. Um, but that said, if, I've lo- if I lost, 
I just know that, you know, a man, that girl beat me today, she's a better person. If if my opponent beat me, I believe in myself. I believe I'm very talented. The person that beat me is also too very talented because you'd have to be talented to beat me. I've had people beat me. I've definitely lost. You know, I obviously just lost my last fight. That doesn't take away from who I am or what I've done up until that point. It just means I need to do more. It needs it just I need, I need I just part of the part of the process and I I know I'm doing what I need to do. Um I just I I don't have time to take a break. I have time to continue training and uh get better and I'm I'll stay positive because I I believe that's that's the key for me is um I don't claim to be the best right now. I do believe that one day I will be the best. Um I'm you know, still so this MMA sport is just evolves every day. There's a new, there's new stuff every day. So I'm just gonna evolve with it and and get better every day. It's amazing because you're you're so young, you know, for the for MMA world and MMA years, and you have such a mindset that, you know, a person that has had 20 fights already has. It's, it's incredible. Um, right. One yeah. thing I wanted to ask you, you you were in the flyweight division before. Uh, is that something that you want to go back to if that's a uh, division that's brought into the UFC? I know there was a fight between two contenders before, you know, I guess as a tryout, but I would like to see that as a division. Is that a division that you want to go back to? No, I definitely don't want to go back to uh, 125. I'm, I feel really good at 135. At 125, I walked at that weight. You know, I was like 130, maybe 125. I, you know, I'd go into fight day at that weight, and... Um, I don't think that weight is the biggest factor to, to uh, a competition. You know, I don't believe if I'm 10 pounds over, I'm going to beat this person because I'm bigger. Skill trumps size, you know. But I feel better. My training's better at when, when I'm walking around lighter. My training, my fighting, my um, my mindset, I feel better at the weight that I am now. Um, and that's not just on fight day. That's, that's every day until then. That's my, you know... Um, I need to be athletic. At 125, I wasn't very athletic. You know, I, I was like, I made weight easy, but I didn't have to push myself extra hard to make weight. So my athleticism kind of uh, lacked a lot, you know. Um, once I started strength and conditioning and, um, pu- you know, putting more work in and, you know, running more and being an athlete and working on explosion and working on things that I need to work on to become a top-level athlete, that's, that's when I moved to 115 and decided that this is the best thing for me in my career. Okay, and so, yeah, you were saying, um, so yeah, obviously you were at flyweight before, and then you were in, uh, you competed at strawweight while on the Ultimate Fighter, so are you officially staying at, at 115 then? Yeah, yeah, that's what I just said, yep, absolutely. Um, I've okay, yeah, that. okay, yeah, and, you know, on the show, um, how was uh, the weight cut for you then, you know, because that was with your first cut down to strawweight, uh, did the cut go pretty well for you, and are you still kind of adjusting to it, or is it going a yeah, little no, bit more smoothly now? The cuts went really well. Like, my elimination fight, it was so easy. It was almost easier sometimes than some of my 125 fights. Like, it, it was really easy for me. You know, I, I was just an athlete, and I came in good, and I ate good up until then. And I, you know, um, the elimination fight was great. The fight with Jamie Moyle, I cut weight really well. But then after my fight with Jamie, I had one week to make weight, and I had just cut twice in, in like, a three-week span. My body every day changed. Like, I was swollen. My hands were – I was wearing sweatpants in the house because I didn't know what was going on. I thought something was wrong with my thyroid. I thought – something was wrong with my body. I didn't know if I should go to the doctor because every day more water and water was just staying in. Like, I, you know, every day it was just like 125, 126, 128, 130. It got high, and I just, I was like almost, I was freaked out. I didn't want to tell anyone. So I didn't want people to think that something was, uh, that they were going to fight. So I just was like, man, I got to I gotta do more. Like, I don't know what I got to do. But, um, yeah, I'd come back to the house late at night. People are sleeping. I'm working out because I was so afraid about my weight. Um, and it was just my body reacting badly to cutting so much weight in such a short amount of time like you know that two three times and, and that amount of span was really hard 
but um in the house I didn't make weight. It was it was that that bad that um bad cuts you know cuts going too close together. Um, and it was bad timing. I, I, I had a weigh-in at noon, and I thought waking up at a certain time, I got to the sauna an hour late. I just didn't time it poorly. If if the, if the weigh-ins was at a normal time, I, I probably would have just easily made it. But um, it wasn't because I couldn't make it. It was just my bad bad um, bad timing. I, I didn't plan it quarterly. It was my fault. But, you know, my you know what I was talking about, this happened in July. Cut, cut weight very easy. I, I always imagined when they started the Ultimate Fighter, how how frequently you guys do fight, and then now look how many years later we have so much more understanding of the weight cutting and um, head trauma. I mean, all these other sciences we now have. But I imagine the very first first Ultimate Fighter it would create this uh, fighter who who fights all the time, and it's kind of interesting. You guys go on to this show, you beat your bodies to hell for six weeks, and then you go back to that fighting every three months or so or whatever, you know, if you're injured, I get that. But um, I don't know. Does that, that's like a, that's, that's, that's a trip. I, I don't, I, I've always thought that was, I, I thought fighters would, but then, you know, you realize how grueling it is and how, you know, how yeah. could they keep that pace? I, I don't know. I, I don't know if you thought about that at all, or I'm just kind of like out on this odd tough Island. Yeah. And that's, I don't want to say, I think too much. I'm just do, do what I got to do with it. If the rules change, I'll change with it. If, uh, you know, I'm just going along with what I got to do. Yeah, and, you know, we talked about how uh, positive of a person you are. And being a cast member of The Ultimate Fighter, I would just like to get your take on what the experience was like overall. Because many people have negative views of the Tough House, even though even the ones who did well on the show. So what was the experience personally personally like for you? Man, it was awesome. I, you know, I liked the coaches. I liked my team. I liked the people in the house. So it was really easy for me to love it. You know, it wasn't difficult. I had a great time. I had a lot of fun. I learned a lot about myself. Um, I learned a lot about who I am as a fighter, how hard I can push myself with no one even looking, you know. Um, I rely on my boyfriend's my coach. I rely on him a lot. I rely on him when I'm cutting, when I'm, when I'm training. I rely on everything. And when I was cut off from my team, and I'm very close, you know, I'm very close to my team. Like, they are my, I, every day is, is doing something with my team. Every night I'm doing something with my team. I'm very close to my team. So not having that, not being pulled away from that, um, it made me realize, like, man, how strong I could be, how talented I could be, how much of a, a hard worker I could be when I don't have them. And having them just is even better, you know. So it's like I can do all this alone, but it, with my team it's it's stronger, it's better. So, um I was very happy with the way things went in, in that season, and uh, I was very happy with the experience, the overall uh, experience that I got. I was very happy with the whole thing. Is there anyone in the division that you feel you, you match up well against that you would like to actually get in the cage with? Yeah, you know, I see a lot of girls. Uh, I'm, I don't try to watch a whole lot. I, you know, I just feel like that is bad for me. You know, unless I get a matchup, I let my coaches coaches watch it, but. You know, I, I feel like um, a lot of people that have, you know, fought recently, like, you know, Felice Herring, I feel like, you know, that'd be a good fight for me. She's she's good at everything, but, you know, I don't feel like she's great at a whole lot. Um, she's well-rounded, but there's nothing no, nothing dangerous for her. Um, Caitlin Curran, is, uh, Caitlin Curran is another one that I, I've seen, and I've been like, oh, that'd be, that'd be a good fight. Um, a lot of the strikers I want to fight just because I, I, I love striking matches. I love, like, banging it out, and I love entertaining the crowd. So um, I'd like a striking match, and uh, that's basically, yeah, I want to fight a, fight a striker and put on a good show. I know girls do that anyway. 
Yeah, and in your division, uh, a very interesting fight is likely coming up in the future between Ioannian Jacek and Karolina Kowalkiewicz. Uh, do you think that this is the fight to make? And if so, who do you see winning there for the title? Yeah, I actually say that's a, that's a good fight. Um, I, just, I just watched Carolina the other day, and I think Joanna's got it. You know, I just feel like she's on a different mental stage than, or mental state than most people. Um, being around her in the house, especially making me notice that um, Carolina's a good match for her. Good match, you know, just because it'll be really fun. They both strike. They're both very good at striking. You know, um, Joanna has a higher output, but um, I feel like uh, I feel like it'll be a close fight. I feel like it could go the, the, the distance definitely. Um, neither one of them have too much, like, finishing, you know? So, not, I mean, it's, uh, I, I see them both going the distance is all I'm saying. Okay, yeah. And, you know, uh, a fight between, uh, at the finale with a fight between uh, Claudia Cadela, your coach on the show, and then Yoni and Jacek, you know, it was obviously a very competitive fight. What did you think of that matchup? Did you think that uh, it was a very defining performance for both women, or, or what were your thoughts on it? Um, you know, if it was a, a three-round fight, Claudia had it. You know, she was she was better in the beginning rounds. But it's a five-round fight. It's a championship fight. And Ioana's been there multiple times. So she definitely showed why she was the champion and why she, you know, plans to stay for so long. She's got great cardio. I mean, every round she looked better and better and better. Um, it was a fight that I was that I was hoping for, you know. Um, after the third round, I was like, yeah, definitely Ioana's going to win this. I saw Claudia breaking down a little bit more and more. The cardio was terrible. Ioana got confidence up and up and up. So, Kind of upsetting to see. I wanted I wanted Claudia to win, but uh, it's you know, it's what it is. You want to show that she was the champ. Now I want to revert back to to your team. Um, anyone we should be keeping an eye out, male or female? That. Oh yeah, has- yeah, man, we got okay. Not everyone's gonna make it to the UFC. I understand that. You know, um, I I have a lot of talented people in here. A lot of people that have shocked me before that I, I you know I don't believe that. Um, I'm like man, I don't know if they can do it, and they've shocked me. They've done a lot, but I got two two guys on my team that I truly believe, like, there's, I mean, there's a lot of guys, but there's two people on my team that I, I know for sure, like, are going to make it to the absolute top. They have the skill, the talent, the mindset, and they've been busting their ass for years, and they don't stop. Um, Taylor Moore is one of them. He's a 135er here. He went 17-1 and one as an amateur, uh, and then he went pro, and now he's he's 4-1 uh, and one as a pro. His only loss is to a former UFC um uh, actually, a tough, tough finalist. So, um, Taylor Morris, one of them, and then and then Josh Fiesel, which is an un- he was undefeated as an amateur and undefeated as a pro as of now. Uh, he's a 155er. Josh Fiesel, he's he's gonna make it big. Both of those boys work harder than anyone I've ever seen in my life, and um, good, they're good people. And I believe that good people are gonna go farther than um, corrupt. That's awesome. Yeah. Anyway, it's always good to see the the young up and comers and. Uh, the, the the new blood in the division. It just they're they're taking over. You guys are taking over. It's gonna be a fun right, couple absolutely. years. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, about the tough thing before we got we ran out of time with you was um something they implemented where 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 the coaches go behind that double door and just stand there and um I, I never really understood why they went with that as their editing choice, but uh whatever, I'm not a producer. But I wondered uh how and you've probably been asked this so I'm sorry if you have to repeat it, but how awkward really was it between the two of them, or how much of it was editing? No, no, nothing was editing. It was pure like even when the cameras weren't around, they they're thrown and they're just freaking out. They hated to be around each other. Um, they hated every interaction. Man, they just like really, really disliked each other. And 
Um, it was a competition with the teams too, so it made it extra extra crazy. Uh, well, yeah, when we stood behind the double doors, that was waiting for us to go to a weigh-in or waiting for us to go to a fight. So we had to line up and make sure all the camera guys are ready and all the fadies are out there, or, you know. Yeah. Um, so it was kind of like a waiting game, waiting for all that to go. Um, in the house, nothing was production. You know, nothing was uh, stage. We didn't. They didn't say go here, do that. Say like it was just you almost didn't even know the cameras were around you. I didn't even know where they were half the time. They did a really good job of just letting us be ourselves and then filming who we are and and showing that on TV. Yeah, you know what? The reason I I asked was because um, you know things get posted online, things start going online, and how the discussion or Twitterverse or whatever was uh, buzzing about how. Uh, Joanna or Joanna was portrayed in this way, and Claudia is portrayed in this way, kind of a thing. And um, you know, you don't know when you're not there. Kind of, what are they editing or not? So, yeah. Anyways, that's why I, I was wondering. No, yeah. I mean, if Joanna was very upset that the things that she was saying was put on TV, but in all reality, she was saying them, so that is her. You know, they're not. I don't know what they said when I wasn't around, but I do know what happened when I right. was there, and uh, it was definitely Joanna. Um, you know, trying to get in Claudia's head, trying to get in the coach's head, definitely start trying to start anything she could. Um, and, you know, I don't know what was said behind cameras or or, or in their interviews, you know, but um, if you don't do things you don't want people knowing about, you know. So if you're upset that you, right. you're this is being said on, on TV, then maybe you shouldn't have said it. Yeah, definitely. You know, uh, Amanda, you know, when you're not training or you're in the cage or anything like that, uh, what else are you doing with your time? You know, do you have any, like, hobbies or anything like that? Um, I love two dogs, so, um, you know, a lot of times we spend with the dogs. We'd go take them to the lake or take them out to the park. Um, but other than that, if I'm not training, I am um, usually at home playing video games. I like video games because, you know, my mind, my body's moving all day. Like, I'm doing stuff all day, and at the end, like, I just want to relax. End of the day, I want to relax. But video games keeps my mind going, too. So um, I play a lot of video games. just keeps my mind going, but my body's resting. What's your favorite game? <laughs> um, on Xbox One, I play Destiny. That's my favorite game right now. You know, I go in spurts, but right now it's Destiny. Um, and then I play World of Warcraft a lot on the computer. Okay. I'm yeah. not a big video gamer, but uh, do do you do the Twitch thing? Like uh, Demetrius has got that fan base building, and and uh, Rampage. You know, they have that that following of Twitch users, or I, maybe they use something else too, but. Um, I don't know. It you know, like I haven't cool done that, but I feel like I should, you know. Maybe that's a good thing to do. I don't know. Yeah, well, that's exactly. It seemed like such a cool way to bring in a different fan base. Like, oh, you're ra- you're this character playing this guy, and I don't know how it works 100%. But then, like, oh, shit, you're a world-class fighter, too. And I don't know. It's just like it, it builds, like, this different verse, I feel. I agree. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Definitely something I should look into for sure. What's the most yeah, definitely. thing to stay away from uh, from weight cut as far as food? What food I like to stay away from? Yeah. So it's hard to? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, we, we used to do, like, uh, Pizza Wednesday. We, I went, before I got on the Ultimate Fighter, we had, like, a Pizza Wednesday, and we would eat pizza on Wednesday and watch the Ultimate Fighter. And, and that's what we did every week. And, like, and for, like, years, I got used to saying Pizza Wednesday, Pizza Wednesday. And then my coaches got mad that I would be eating pizza once a week, and then apparently that's not... Uh, good, so they made me do it like pizza fifteenth of the month, you know. <laughs> Once a month I was allowed pizza. But um yeah, definitely like pizza. But we got one of the guys on the team, actually Josh Vee, so I was just telling you about his uh family owns a catering business and he's got like all these homemade desserts and food and he is in here like all the time showing all these desserts and food and 
um, the brownies that his grandma makes, I'm like, to die, like I can't get enough of them. So after my fights, he usually brings me in food. It does brownies. That's awesome. You're actually really down to earth. I, you know, I just want to reiterate that. I mean, some you meet some people that just are for themselves, and you just, you know, you have a great mindset, and you, and you know the the way that MMA MMA is. You know, you know that there's a chance that you go in there that you can lose. There's people that just have a mentality of, I'm never going to lose. I'm, no matter yeah. what, I'm top dog. You know, and it, 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 you know, it's very, very refreshing to hear that from somebody, especially with such a young age that has such a positive mind for him. It's very good. Yeah, there, I mean, there definitely are people that truly believe that they are, like, the absolute best. There's no one going to beat them. There's no one. But what happens when they're on the ground and someone's mounted them and they're beating them up and they have to go through their head like, Holy shit! Maybe I can be beat. Maybe I've maybe I'm not invincible. Maybe and then they break. And those people are the people that don't come back from it. Those people that didn't think that they could be beat, and then they were they were beaten in front of millions of people to watch. Those are the people that struggle and struggle and struggle to come back. They're they're broken. They don't ever fight the same. Um, they they don't have the same belief in themselves. I continue to have the same belief for myself, whether I won or, or lost. I, I, it doesn't deteriorate. It doesn't change the fact that I still believe that I could be. A, I'm going to be a world champion one day. But if I'm, if I, I've been beat before. I've been, I've been, you know, it's, it's been rough before. I've been in bad spots. So if I'm in a bad spot in a fight, I got 115 girls sitting on top, 100 girls sitting on top of me. Like I still have confidence that I can get out of this and and, and win. You know, because I've been in this spot before. I've got out of it, or I haven't. You know. I've I've had to do a lot in my career, and I've had a lot of ups and downs. So um, I, I believe that if you truly believe that you're the best and you, no one can ever beat you, and then it does happen, you know, which it might, it will. I believe it will. Um, it's it's too hard to come back from. So um, that's why I, I, I try to stay real and, and um, be real with myself. You know, I'm going to have days where I, like, doubt myself. Man, I had a bad day at training. I, did, I wasn't fast enough. I got beat by this. I got hit by this but tomorrow's a new day. So I come in the next day like, man, today's my day. Today's my day. I'm going to be the best. And that's what I try to do. A great mentality to have. You know, again, I appreciate, you know, you getting on an interview. I, you know, keeping your word. I really appreciate that. I appreciate you guys having me. I mean, it's, you do just as not for me as I, I do for you. You know, it's an honor that, you know, you guys have me on here and talk and, and share my story and share who I am and uh, be able to promote myself. So I appreciate it. It was a pleasure. Yeah, you know, and I, I think that's the, the coolest part when um, I, I think I've heard a coach describe it as they get it, you know, and, and it's as simple as that where um, there is that, that side of the game. And you I like how you play it. You you call people out today. You, um, you said where you want to go. I mean, you're not leaving anything to the promotion to pick for you. And you did it in such a nice way. And I, I feel like everything is the McGregor effect now. And, you know, we're supposed to think of all these creative ways to talk about how you did something, you know, of, uh, you know, balloon animals and jujitsu with kids and all that stuff. But, um, you know, anyways, I, I feel like that goes to the WWE end of it. And, and I definitely like the MMA end of it. So it was yeah, awesome yeah. to talk to you. And, um, anyways, I thought that was, that was really cool. All right. Well, before we go here, Amanda, you know, if you have any shout outs or thank yous or anything like that that you'd like to throw out there, we'd of course like to give you that opportunity as well. No, you know, I, I mean, I, t- I tell all the people that you really care about, I already thank you enough, and I know I did talk about my team a lot today and how much they mean to me. They re- truly do, like, and, you know, it's it's my outlet, it's still my life here. Uh, so just my team, my coaches, and I, I truly thank you guys, for, you know, helping me out and uh, helping me get my name out there, speak, speak my mind, and I appreciate having me on the show. Yeah, Amanda, it was great talking to you. Thank you very much for joining us on the show, and we look forward to seeing you back in the cage soon. 
Okay, thank you so much. And that was Amanda Cooper. Guys, thank you as always for tuning in. I want to thank Joel Rojas for setting up this interview. Joel, where can people reach you at? On Twitter, underscore JR, double, underscore, and on Facebook at Joel Rojas. And a shout-out to my wife and kids. And a big thanks to Dave Madden for also helping us co-host. Dave, where can people find you? Uh, find me on Twitter at DMaddenMMA, uh, Facebook, Dave Madden. Um, and then I feel like I now need to shout-out my wife as well. So um, <laughs> shout-out to my wife, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I guess I'll be the odd man out. I don't have a wife to shout out. But as always, make sure to like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at FunkyMonkeyMMA. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at Kane E. Miller. And keep up with the site for the latest interviews, event photos, and analysis pieces. We'll see you next time. You can listen to Funky Monkey MMA Radio on iTunes, Stitzer Radio, Blog Talk Radio, Player FM, Cash Roller, the TuneIn Radio app, MMAFutures.com, LoveMMA.com, MMARecords.com, and FightBookMMA.com. For the freshest news and notes on all things MMA, get over to FunkyMonkeyMMA.com. Interested in sponsoring the show? Then send an email to FunkyMonkeyMMA at gmail.com. You're listening to Funky Monkey MMA.